1: The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton, thrilled to have a special guest in the studio. With me, Gail Rice. She's the breeder of Medina Spirit, who won the Derby last weekend. Very excited to have her here with us in the studio to share some of her experience with us. Gail, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This is really awesome. We had an amazing uh, time at the Derby, uh, seeing Gail on television, um, <laughs> <laughs> hugging Bob Baffert uh, with my fascinator on. was uh, <laughs> was a real treat and a thrill. And, um, and and I'm thrilled to have her here in the Showcase Properties uh, studio. This is actually our first time live, so please forgive us if there's any hiccups. We had Linda Pirelli in last week, but we were pre-recording. so. Uh, this is our first time in the new studio. I want to thank Valerie Daly and Showcase for having us here, uh, certainly a wonderful supporter of everything we do in the horse capital. And a big part of that, of course, is celebrating all the connections to the top races and horse competitions around the world that are all connected to O'Calamarian County. And Gail Rice is certainly a success story along those lines. Um, sadly, um, we have to mention as we go into horse news, which we like to do first, Presented by Piranha. Uh, you gotta love Piranha, especially mm-hmm. coming into the summer. Oh, fly, I have a goodie bag for you too, by the way. Oh, thank you. From Piranha. <laughs> love Piranha. Don't let me forget <laughs> to give that to you. Um, so, we, the bad news, unfortunately, um, which we hope will end with good news, yes. um, is that Medina Spirit did test positive for beta Uh nine days after the race. Um, so, we're gonna actually have Dr. Chaos on the phone from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in a little while. And we're going to ask him a few questions about that because we'd like to have a better understanding. I've had quite a few people message me on the show page asking me questions that I don't know the answer to. So we'll let the vet do that. Yes. Um, We are hoping, of course, that with the split test um, afterwards uh, that that will come back and hopefully be negative. And, um, you know, certainly we've talked a lot about it. We'll talk about it more later in the show when I'm talking to just Gail about the Derby experience. We're going to kind of share our opinion, just our personal view on why we think uh, you know it's going to come back negative. So. Yes. And I've got a lot of thoughts on that. I spoke to Bob three times over the course of that weekend, yes. and I really doubt it highly. But yes. anyway, we'll, we'll explain more about that to you later. But in another bit of bad news in England, in uh, Lincolnshire, unfortunately the Land Rover Burghley event has been canceled again mm. this year. Um, I know that eventers uh, across the world are very sad about that. That's a I'm big sure. deal.
2: Oh my goodness!
1: It's such a shame. It's the the COVID vaccine situation, and actually, England is much much more shut down than than and anywhere in America. Yes, yes it really yes. is. Um, but these outdoor sports are wonderful. Vitamin D, horses, yes. the countryside in Lincolnshire. Yes. You can't go wrong. I think so. It's lovely. Um, so it's quite sad, really, to um, to not have that event, and uh, and we certainly hope that twenty. Twenty-two will be different, and that will be back because our event has, uh, certainly missed that competition. It's really iconic in the eventing world, and eventing is a big deal in England. Oh. Even, well, it's a big deal here, but maybe more so. I believe it. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very sad about that one. Um, I read an interesting little thing um, today that I love to share. It's in my little cheat sheet here. Uh, Alan a day's work, so like all in a day's work, Yes. Alan a day's work, Okay. is a 13 three, 13 hands, 3 inches, 13-year-old pony mule that's part Appaloosa. Really? I need a picture. I know! <laughs> Actually, I think we have one. We have one somewhere. Oh Alyssa Piwaki took a photo of this yes. mule. Um, at: he's, he's actually owned by Whitney Barnard. Mm-hmm. He can't compete at the moment in any recognized competitions because he's a mule. Oh my. Gosh. So they're working on the USEF to see if they can get mules approved, because they're so versatile mm-hmm. and so handy over the jumps. And she's taking him in unrecognized events at the moment. In, oh in, there's goodness. a wonderful photo online oh, of him. I hope they can
2: get that through. In his
1: eventing gear, and her with her number oh. on in his big going over see. the I'm going to see those ears. I love that little yes. story. I thought that yes. was so cute. So that's my cheat sheet in my book from my friend Otto who I'm going to make sure he meets Gail next time he comes through, or we're there. Yes, we should go there. And you need the book. I need the book. You need the book. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one more mention uh, that I want to bring up. I want to thank Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital and Complete Care, because in a big panic uh, a week and a half ago, not long before I actually left for the Derby, Mm -hmm. um, with my healing broken neck, um, had to put my Mustang in the trailer and take him to Peterson and Smith because he had an unresolved Sankolic. Uh, Peterson and Smith had come out and oiled him and everything and he oh had goodness. had banamine and he got worse. And you know when you have banamine and they've been oiled and they get worse, that's yes. scary. Yes. So anyway, we took him to the hospital and boy, that team was like on it. Just like that. Um, so that fast. Awesome. Yes. And they kept him for, I think, about four or five days. And then he went to my friend Claudia's house so he could be at a stall so we could count poops. Yes. Because it's hard to count poops in the field Yes, um, and check them for sand. And um, he's doing much better. Um, One of my very dear friends, Abby, brought her Mustang over Ezra to be his buddy. And they're hanging out together now in the field. And things are looking good. Wonderful. I want to thank Peterson and Smith for that. Fast care. Um, actually, we took an X-ray there of the sand, and it was the sand was so big in there that at first they wondered if it was a stone. I mean, oh that's how big goodness. the sand was. And she said tomorrow, if it starts to you know go down, we know it's not a stone. We don't think it's a stone because right. it's young, right. but it was like. <gasps> I mean, it was unreal. It was so scary, Um, but he's doing much better. And also, yes, I want to thank Dr. Rulan as well um, for all his help. And I want to thank Jake Binbaum and his wife, Steph, who rushed over with a stock trailer to put Flynn in because he'd never been in my little tiny Brenda up and he's a baby wild Mustang. Uh, But anyway, he stepped right up, made me look good as usual. Champion. Champion. And um, and we actually didn't need Jake's Jake's, uh, trailer, but it was just a a relief to have him and his wife, Steph, there Mm -hmm. to help us get Flynn uh, loaded up. And uh, especially as I'm a little...
2: Yes. Compromised. So you didn't
1: need to push a horse in a train. No, not a three-year-old <laughs> Mustang. Had never been in a brand drive. If you've seen a brand drive, they're pretty little. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I just want to thank everybody that was involved in that whole situation because it was a little bit scary, and uh, I'm certainly glad he didn't have to have surgery. Praise and the Lord. yes, exactly, and that he's back home and, and settling in and doing much better. So shout out um, for all of that. Great show coming up. Um, we're actually going to talk to Dr. Adam Kayot on the phone from Peterson and Smith here in just a few minutes. We're going to give him a call, and we're going to ask him some questions about betamethasone, uh, which is the substance, of course, that uh, was tested on Medina Spirit, found to be positive. And we've got some questions. I've had a lot of listeners who've had questions as well, people who follow us, so hopefully I'll be able to share that all with you. And then we're going to have a couple more segments with Gail where we're going to kind of talk about Gail's experience at the Derby. We've shared a little bit um, from the Derby <laughs> with you about that, um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the last few days, even with the news people um, coming and interviewing oh her and, yes. uh, and yes. at her house and coming to see where Medina was born. I haven't been there yet. That's be be. on my list this week. Yes. That's yes. on my list to, um, to get out and see that spot. So... Uh, We're going to chat. Gail's going to share a little bit about who her son-in-law and daughter are, which I think is really cool, and her grandkids. And um, a little bit about the derby weekend that she had, some of the experience she had. And then um, if Medina Spirit, which we believe he will race in the Preakness, we certainly hope he will race in the Preakness, uh, where Gail will be for that race. Yes, coming up. I'm like turning green. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a green screen back here but I'm
1: like the color of it with envy and um, but I'm really excited for us. she really really deserves it and we certainly love to see our small local breeders uh, making giant steps we love to see a thousand um, dollar yearling $35,000 dollars 2 two-year-old yes. run across the derby first mm. and uh, no amount of That's drugs could have made him run that race anyway yes. Uh, yes. the way he ran it he ran it like a superstar with the big heart and Christy Whitman I just want to say hi to you it's been such a pleasure meeting you and another new friend. So, wrapping up this segment, coming right back with Dr. Chaot. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show, and we'll be right back.
0: This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference.
1: Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners, and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. Hey, this is Hall of Fame Jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Vartan in the studio with the breeder of Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby, Gail Rice. And also on the phone, we have Dr. Adam Chaot from Peterson and Smith. And we've got a few questions for him. Uh, I know we we must have all the answers. I think he does. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Dr. a lot of our followers and um, listeners have asked the question, what is beta methadone? That, of course, is the substance that was um, found in the test, Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby. He was found to have I believe 21 picograms Yes. Um, and the allowed amount in the Kentucky Derby is 10 can you first of all tell us what it is and then sure. what a picogram is
0: <laughs> sure sounds so, tiny to me so, <laughs> so beta methazone itself is just um, it's a uh, uh, a steroid it's a uh, therapeutic anti-inflammatory steroid um, that can be used for multiple things that involve inflammation comes in different forms it comes in a topical form comes in injectable form even comes in a oral form um, so it comes in many forms um, and you know steroids are given for all sorts of reasons um, to lessen inflammation whether it be a allergic reaction to something whether it be um inflammation in a certain part of the body whatever it is that's what it's used for um and uh you know um it ends up being that the genus spirit this second test come back positive i don't know you know what it was used for for him but um hopefully it doesn't hopefully it was a mistake and we can go Go on and not worry about it. Go on
1: and have a Florida bread winner of the derby, which is what we want. (laughs) Yes. That's what we want. Um, So a picogram is a A trillionth of a gram, is that right?
0: Yes, that's right. A
1: trillionth of a gram. How how do you, can you see it? I don't think can so you need a microscope to see, a trillion, see a trillion a trillion
0: <laughs> yeah so 21 yeah. trillion of oh, a gram yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. this yeah, is obviously very small right so yeah. so i think i think the important thing here to realize is yeah that's what you know that's what was detected mm-hmm. and you know uh we can debate the the logistics of what the rules are, but the rules are what the rules are, right. and and that's for another time and another place. Um,
1: so my, my, to, yeah, my there, question that, that I want really want to understand, and this is how, I, I thought it might be Googleable, but I couldn't find it Googleable, so. <laughs> um, it, let's say I took 10, 10 cc vials of blood mm-hmm. out of a horse. Mm-hmm. Is Beta-metazone, something that in all ten of those, it would be the same amount that you would find. Like, does it disperse evenly in the bloodstream, or is it like the sand that was in my horse?
0: Right. Well, thing, the thing to remember is generally in, in these races, they, they collect blood and urine. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, you can test both. Mm-hmm. Um, urine is actually generally more favorable for testing mm-hmm. uh, because more more stuff is actually eliminated right. in the urine. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're more likely to find it there. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, yeah, it's dispersed. It's not okay. like hovering over here in the armpit or, you know, up here in okay. the left hind leg Perhaps or anything like that. 10
2: cc's don't have
1: it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It yeah. was worried like if you my question was like if you pulled another blood sample could it be could it be 50 picograms or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean no, if anything
0: if anything it'd be less right because mm-hmm. it's metabolized so depending on how, when you right. pull it okay. um, obviously More it's that, that less. and that kind of leads me to what i was saying before mm-hmm. that you know um, the, that that's what's left after a certain amount of time of metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. So at one, at one point, if it ends up being that it's positive, mm-hmm. he had more than that in his system at some point. And mm-hmm. who knows when that point was? You know? mm-hmm. so, okay.
1: So, so my next question, and hopefully my mom's not gonna be upset with me of violating HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has very bad psoriasis, and I, was, she, I went out yeah. to visit her at the farm yesterday, and we were talking yeah. about this very topic, um, about Medina yeah. spirit. And she said, so I've got a question, and actually it's funny, I read that Bob Baffett actually put this on something, but my, my mom said it first, so on mom's day. There you go. Um, And she said, so I have to put a lot of this cream on my head all the time because I have this terrible psoriasis. And she said, sure. funnily enough, this ingredient that he tested for is in my psoriasis cream. So my question is, if I owned him and I went through the bar on the day before the derby and I had that all over my hands and he nuzzled all over my head, or if I was in the winner's circle when he won and he nuzzled all over my head, how much of that would actually have to get in him for it to show up? Or is it not possible for creams to show up like that?
0: Oh, well, it'd certainly be able to be possible. Um, It all kind of depends on the the, the dose, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, How much uh, milligram was absorbed. Um, and so it certainly it certainly can be um, in this particular case absorbed through the skin, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, so, um, yes, the answer is yes. It can be. How mm-hmm. much uh, does it take? So well, that just kind of depends blood. on on the strength of whatever it was the that touched. That's Yeah, you you're know?
1: right. Because mm-hmm. the cream might have a different strength of the betamethasone yeah. in yeah. it. If you, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes yep. sense because I, I mean I was thinking about that. You know, I was thinking now before the Derby, all the owners and the visitors and, right. the, and their friends and family and the grooms and the who's touching yes, the horse before
2: the race. Yes,
1: and that you know I I love being able to go to the barns before the races. I enjoy it cause it's where I get all my interviews and everything. But you know I was right. thinking about it honestly for this mm-hmm. for the for the integrity of the sport. It's probably a place that should be banned the week before the race from mm-hmm. anybody but the. The barn people because right. you just don't know no. I mean and the the winner's oh, circle is crazy everybody touches oh, my horse goodness. in the winner's circle you know right. so I mean I just think that's something to think about you know it we don't know that that's what happened but mm-hmm. there certainly are those are possibilities exactly you know? right. so um, are you, do you use a lot of this um, on no. horses yourself for different things
0: no, no. actually I don't, I don't, don't use you? it at all
1: Really,
0: I have not used beta-methasone at all. Uh, I use other steroids but not beta-methasone.
1: And you just don't prefer that one or you don't think it's... Yeah,
0: no, yeah. I, I don't prefer it. I, I haven't used it, so I'm not real, you know, I haven't mm-hmm. used it, so I'm not, you know, intimately familiar with it mm-hmm. and how, it, you know, how it works. And, uh, you know, I certainly use other steroids. But uh, betamethasone is not one of my go-tos typically.
1: Not one of your carry-arounds. Huh? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, anything else that you want to um, you want to add, Dr. K?
0: Well, I just, I just, you know, I, I obviously, I hope everything comes comes out, and I, and I, and I think that you know, everybody has to keep in mind that you know the welfare of these animals that we love so much is at Mm -hmm. the at the forefront of what we do and and you know and 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 the greater majority of people really do care about these horses and um and and really care for their welfare, and that's and that's kind of where all this stems from. So yeah, that's, you're right. That's always something to yes, you know, keep in mind.
1: That's a praiseworthy comment. I yes. would say so. We we all want to look out for them. That's certainly we want to be their voice mm-hmm. because they can't be their own. So, yeah. Dr. Kayot, thank you so much for joining us and filling us in.
0: You bet. Any Wonderful. Time.
1: Talk to you soon. Nice we'll be back. back. Yes, Bye-bye. it. Does definitely is. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show with Gail Rice for a couple more segments in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. (laughs) horses! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: horses!
0: <laughs> <laughs> piranha! Oh no! All oh, the humanity!
3: Oh, Piranha.
0: This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame
2: Jockey Mike Smith.
1: Into the Horse Talk Show. Ah! Back on the Horse Talk Show, I'm Louisa Barton, here with Gail Rice, the breeder of Medina Spirit. We had a very, very exciting weekend uh, in the Derby last weekend, and it was just absolutely a thrill for me to see a Florida breeder, a small breeder. Uh, Really shining, uh, Mm. literally, as her wonderful horse. Screaming, jumping, everything. Across the big line. (laughs) And I'm going to say in the next two segments, we're probably going to talk a little bit back and forth about... Um, the test uh, that came back, of course, with the beta-methasone um, in, the, uh, in the horse that won the Derby. And anything that we say is our personal opinion, not mm-hmm. of our sponsors or anybody else. <laughs> That's why we run a disclaimer all the time. Um, but we are going to share a little bit about our personal opinion. And before we talk about the weekend and the journey that you've been on, yes. which has been absolutely phenomenal, Oh my goodness. Um, one of the things I just want to say to our listeners is having seen Bob Baffert and interviewed him and been around him actually three times more than um, I've ever been around him because Gigi, my director, is wonderfully pushy. She even got <laughs> a picture with him and Jill. She just walked straight yes, to him did. at the press conference and said, we're interviewing you. <laughs> and he was like, uh, okay. Yes. And then Darren Rogers, who is the head of like the media, mm-hmm. came to get him, and he's doing this to me like wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Mm. So I have to wrap up really fast and kind of cut Bob off. Yeah. He's in like a flow. Like, yeah. He's in a flow. story going. Yes, he's got a story going, and I'm like trying to shut him up. off. I'm shutting him up. <laughs> so when 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 he I I cut him off, you know, and said mm-hmm. he's about the horse talk show at Churchill Downs. Boom, cut it off. Darren goes, thank you. The governor's waiting. <laughs> The governor. governor. The governor. Just the governor. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that was funny. I said, Oh, just the governor. So the next morning I saw Darren Rogers at, at Bob's bar and he goes, The governor's waiting for you. <laughs> Oh, very funny, he's not waiting for me. <laughs> we should interview the governor. We should interview the governor. Yes, we, should. we should. We really should. We should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that my opinion, having talked to Bob three times, and of course this is prior to any test because it took nine days yes. to get these results, mm-hmm. which is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. If we're looking for something entrepreneurial in the equine world, I would say it would be a faster testing process. Yes. Um, but uh, the thing that I got from Bob is that Bob had no idea this horse was even gonna light the board. Yes. He didn't have any I'll be yeah. honest with you, he had no. and he told me totally yes. I had no hopes, no thought. I thought I was gonna sit back and relax. Right. And sit this one out and yes. not worry about it because yes he's a great little horse. He'll he run may- Oh, he'll run well. He'll be be fine. Forward leap, you
2: know. Because he was one of
1: the speed horses, like rock the world. Yes. And so Bob was not expecting him to do anything. No. So to think, and and I'm sorry, this is my personal opinion. Your opinion. Disclaimer, I Um, Where is it? Um, (laughs) Somewhere there. Um, My opinion, personally, is that For a guy who's won the derby six times Mm -hmm. and doesn't need to win it again. Right. And a guy that's under the spotlight because he's had to fight a couple of allegations that he's won. He actually won um, and proved that that he was Mm -hmm. free and clear that actually something was in the feed. Right. Some kind of juniper weed or something. Yes. Um, And they actually proved that with the contaminated feed, so they actually cleared it. But because he is under the big spotlight because he's in the hall of fame and mm-hmm. he's won six derbies and mm-hmm. two triple crowns and yes and millions of other grade one stakes races this guy's got literally the light on him mm-hmm. so to take a little horse as he calls me yes, spirit little horse. You this know, little horse, the little horse you know that <laughs> that you know but he's my big horse and he's big by the way i mean he is big <laughs> but you know for bob to take let's just say hypothetically Bob is let's just say hypothetically, Bob is a total crook mm-hmm. and and he's as bad as all the people put on the social media yes. armchair, warrior people put. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume that's correct, okay? If I was Bob and I was really a crook, hypothetically speaking, this is not the horse I would do anything with. No. I <laughs> would be worried, like maybe about Mr. and Mrs. West, who had maximum security yes. disqualified. And if they had a horse in the race that right. might win, I'd he needs on. to win. He needs to win. But this horse that Bob was so relaxed about, didn't think he had a chance, didn't think he'd win, oh, really? didn't think there was any possibility of that happening. So on the world stage, when the spotlight's already the on him Kentucky from pri- the Kentucky right. Derby, he's going to risk for this little horse that he doesn't think he is gonna do much, even in the future,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's gonna risk a, 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 a drug test fail, mm-hmm. and he's gonna use a drug that doesn't even make the horse run fast. Exactly. None of that adds up. Right. It doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna take a risk, you're gonna take a risk with a drug that makes the horse run fast. Right. You can't make a horse run fast with beta methadone No. So that horse ran a heck of a race, Amazing wire to wire, beat all the favourites who, by the way, were really good horses. Really good horses. And we saw him the next day, and he looked like he could run it all over again. He was ready to go to the track. I've been to see Derby horses after the Derby. I went even to see Maximum Security and Country House that year, Mm -hmm. and they both were like tired, hanging back in the corner. They give their
2: life in those races. Those horses run.
1: And ran. If we'd opened the stall door when we were in the barn the next day. He was going to get us. He would have gone to the track and ran Mm -hmm. it all over again. Yes. So um, I think it's absolute rubbish. I think he's just a really good horse. I'm sorry. I think there's some kind of mistake happened. Yes. um, Some type of contamination. Mm -hmm. Uh, People sent me TDN news today that... Um, I don't I don't know exactly the whole story but TDN news had something about the lab was actually no longer Churchill's lab oh wow! and that they're still using them even though they're not their lab and all kinds of other things so I'll be really happy when we get that split test back and actually Bob said he would like to have the hair right yes um, tested to prove that the horses actually never ever received that mm-hmm. uh, medication which I think would be a great way of clearing the a whole great thing, thing up mm-hmm. Um so that, that would be wonderful. We certainly want to see him hold his title. Exactly. Uh, the breeder, the <laughs> breeder's friend, Florida. Yes. Uh, we definitely want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, we're certainly hoping the outcome, when we pray, and the outcome is a positive one and that um, positive as in negative. Right. Yes. Yes. A positive outcome with a negative test. Exactly. That's what we're after. Mm-hmm. So um, share a little bit about the experience It it has to. Where can I start? Oh my. (laughs) When I tracked you down at OBS from. You did. Louisa came
2: and found me. I did. Where are you? I'd like to interview you to talk about Medina Spirit, your horse that's entered in the Derby. And I'm like, oh. Interview. You want to talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm over here at Omar
1: Ramirez Bloodstock right. in Barn yeah. 13. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right over. Yeah. I got your phone number from Kindergarten Farm. There you go. I called, I'm like, I'm trying to find Gail Rice. They know how to find. I don't know why I just said they they rice. He probably could have said no problem, but I never put the, you know, the things together. Rice. rice and rice, yeah. It's
2: okay.
1: Uh, You're not blonde. No. <laughs> Just here, and a few greys now, too. Um, so, so I found you and interviewed you, and that was kind of like the beginning of the It was, the, journey. the rush. Wasn't it? Yes. How did you feel? I mean, you have to, when you found out he was going to be in the derby, what was the first thing you thought? I thought,
2: wow, this could really happen to me. Little old me could have a horse in the derby. And then I looked at his races, and I'm like, he could win this race. And then it was like, he's going. He's going. They're gonna enter him. Bob has no other horses.
1: Just this horse. <laughs> I think he ran so fast he tired. Concert tour and life is good out. <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: so they really ran to beat him.
1: I know. We just got the wrap-up signal from Gigi. So we're gonna giddy up on out of this segment and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Gail Rice on the horse talk show. She's gonna tell us some more.
0: Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? <laughs> presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the
3: saddle
0: again. Yeah. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, baby!
1: (laughs) Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you.
0: This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads.
2: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith.
1: Into the Horse talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, and in the studio with my friend Gail Rice, the breeder of Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby. Um, one of the things I have to say that I have got out of this whole thing is two new friends. Yes. Gail and, uh, Christy and Christy Whitman. She is a lovely person. She's so sweet. What a worker. Mm-hmm. I went and sat out at her farm the other morning when she was breezing horses and just watched her working oh, and she's we recorded always. like four segments with her. What a what a Very girl. Nice. Oh. She's an awesome anyway, we'll share those with you later in the week. So so you get to the Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, You got a couple of borrowed fascinators from a friend. I borrowed fascinators from Louisa. Imagine that, because I've got like 100. Send me pictures of your
2: dresses. I have like 500
1: fascinators and hats. And I'm like, oh, cool, because that's the hardest thing to find. I know. So anyway I got She a matched good them up perfectly. You by looked the way. beautiful. Thank Amazingly you. Amazingly beautiful. You looked wonderful. Courtesy of And you got to have your grandkids there with you and my because grandkids. your son in law is Jose Ortiz, but, mm-hmm. married to your daughter Taylor. Yes. And they're all horsing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, your grandkids looked gorgeous in their little Oh, outfits. she knows how to dress oh, those. They pretty. looked so yes. cute. And oh, Derek, my God.
2: little Derek Jose kept his bow tie on the whole day.
1: Did he know that grandma had a horse in the race and that dad was also on a different horse? They the
2: just know, go, puppy, go, puppy, go, puppy. <laughs> so I cute. think I have a video of that.
1: <laughs> That's adorable. Because
2: I love that. They get excited. And I mean, little Derek, he was just doing the whole whipping action. <laughs>
1: That's funny. I just I just love it. That's precious. Yes. And then the next morning, after the win, you text me and said, if you're going to the barn, I want to go. Yes. I want to Get to the barn. Yes. So we did. And we did. And we got to chat to Bob, which was actually he was funny. He was great. He was funny. He was talking about Protonico. Mm-hmm. Why Protonico? Did you like Protonico? Did you you must have nicked them, right? We were, offered, we were offered the seasons to Protonico by Taylor oh, yeah. Maid. Oh
2: you were. And um there was a deal. You you breed two and pay the stud fees, and then you get a free lifetime breeding right. But wow. the other mare didn't catch. Oh. so I picked the mares out of our group. And I said, this mare goes with them and this mare goes with them and this one really went with him. Really? And my my research showed this mare is was gonna a be good a match. really good match. But in them days I didn't know because I hadn't proven my theories or the research that I did. I'm like, well, it isn't proven to me, but they say it's good. Yeah. So Apparently it's it was right. Proven. It's
1: proven now. And now he's just got his first racing year, right, of babies now, isn't that right? Isn't he's that this the first thing? crop. Yeah, and this Protonico Power, right? I think that's about to race, it's or is racing, or something. Or is it a Philly? I think so. Protonico Power, I think it's called. I don't know. I have to look. We
2: that need up. To to register on my other research site. I always go there to look up their photos and their sales averages and, and their leading earners and things like that to make sure I can choose the right stallion. Clearly,
1: it was a good match,
2: and it was in our budget.
1: Yes, because wasn't it only five thousand? I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is a great price. Yes, and my if he ends up with they a lot more, they gave us a better
2: deal because he was sixty five hundred and Taylor Made loves us, so they said five thousand for two, each mare. You know, would have been a ten thousand dollar and whole lifetime breeding right. And I'm like, he's by Giants Causeway. He made almost a million. He was a good racehorse. Johnny Velasquez rode that horse. Oh,
1: he rode for he rode for He rode Tonico and then he
2: rode and he rode Medina Spirit.
1: Wow! Yes, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really actually very cool. And yeah. Johnny's forty-nine, so you know, I winning know. winning big races like that is very cool. We've got to right. stay very fit for that. Yes. So, um, so you 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 had this amazing Derby experience. You went to the barn. You got to go and see him. Um, you obviously haven't seen him for what two years? Right. Right. Two years. So that has to have been like a neat. Wow. Uh, reun- with I just your, baby. To see your babies. But yeah. I broke
2: my way into the winner's circle and kissed him on the face. You know I did. I
1: did. see him
2: on camera. No, no I don't know if anybody caught that specific thing because that didn't come out as a photo for me, but I really was hoping somebody would catch that where I were. You know, I'm like. You should you have me. I'm going to
1: run with you. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know where you were. <laughs> you're right. But what an amazing moment to grab Bob, to be in there with, with I, the horse. Um, congratulations. Can I hug my horse? And he goes, well, and I'm before <laughs> he even, I am almost pushed him out of the way. I went
2: around him, and they were getting the saddle off of him, and I grabbed his face, and I kissed him on the face.
1: Aww. And I'm like, you're such a good boy.
2: Big race horse. That's
1: so amazing, isn't it? And there's what nothing experience. like that.
2: I mean, it's like, it's your baby.
1: I know. My baby fun. just
2: graduated from Harvard.
1: I know, right? So is that the biggest college in the United States? I think so, yeah. Okay, It would be fun. like Oxford and Cambridge in England. There you know. go. That would be um, what it would I be know. like. Wow. Like, yes. what an experience. I
2: know. The only thing better was if the queen would have been there. I know, you're right. To <laughs> you take
1: your hand and say, <laughs> yes. You know, actually, the Kentucky Derby was fashioned after the Epsom Derby. <gasps> No, so, kidding. the Queen would be at the Epsom Derby for sure. So oh, my goodness. She should pop over and congratulate I you when you win the should. Triple Crown. She should. So, yes. what do you think about the Preakness? I tagged um, Zidane Racing Stables in your beautiful interview mm-hmm. on um, Twitter. And yes. uh, they, Mr. Zidane called you and invited you to come and watch the Preakness.
2: He said, Thank you so much for breeding this horse. Without you, he wouldn't be here. Oh. And without the good Lord above, you know, he said, I watched you say this whole thing, this whole story, this whole horse, this whole life was in God's hands. And I was like, oh, my God. You did say that in our
1: interview. I remember right. just like that.
2: Yes. That's amazing. So he watched it all the way to the end.
1: He must have because that was about three quarters of the way through. Mm-hmm.
2: So he says, I would love for you to come as my guest to the Preakness. And you were like, Thank you so much because we were trying to get all of our arrangements and find tickets and and get our way up there and i was like thank you so much
1: how special is that so you'll be right there with the owner in the owner's you. box in the box. so you'll be right there and you'll be able to watch him run yes. and and our power together believers it's going to be exciting moments. Yes. I certainly hope they let him run. I'm going to keep hoping and believing that mm-hmm. he's going to run mm-hmm. and um, gosh it would be an amazing thing if everything got sorted out on the on the testing and, and got to the bottom of that and he got to run in both of the races and yes. um, win the Triple Crown because mm-hmm. we actually haven't had a Florida Bread win the Triple Crown since 1977 or eight, I think. I think so. And then we haven't had a, actually, we haven't had a Derby winner since 1997 with um, Silver Charm, Silver who Charm. we went to see at Old Friends. Was it The affirmed? day after the Derby. Affirmed it was affirmed. the Triple Crown winner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Affirmed was the Triple Crown winner, and then Silver Charm won the, won um, the Derby. And we went to Old Friends and visit Michael Blowen on the way back. Oh, how nice was that? Because I thought, how fitting that we go and see... The last Florida bred that won the yes. Kentucky Derby. And then and the next one. And Little Silver Charm. And in two days, seeing both of them and visiting Alphabet Soup. And we saw Patch. Remember Patch? Horse yes. With the one eye. Yes. We visited him and we went and saw Michael Blowen, which was wonderful. He's such a great guy with all those horses there. I and that was exciting. Some of them are famous and some of them aren't. They're all treated and loved just the exactly. same way. Um, exactly. I love old friends in Kentucky. And Little Silver Charm.
2: Well, Bob, yes. Bob Fat, he kept comparing Medina Spirit to Silver Charm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He did indeed. On, and oh now like. he won the Derby. I know. And you know, Silver <laughs> Charm only missed the Triple Crown by like. <laughs> and and, and I don't there. know if you know, but Silver Charm trained here with the McCaffin brothers. Did he? He did. And so, um, yeah. And so I think that's really cool that now we have another one All that's the connections gone. In I know. Ocala. I know. Ocala, the horse capital of the world, absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt. Yes. Between the breeders. The starting trainers mm-hmm. and um, and the people that love these horses, like Dr. Chaos said, yes. they're our first priority. They are. They really are. We just got the one minute sign. I can't believe it. I, I had an amazing time um, with Gail and Christy and sharing their stories with you. And we're going to certainly keep hoping for Medina Spirit and and praying for a good yes. outcome and hoping we get to see him win the Preakness. Oh my God! With Gail. I can't believe I I, I, I can Just throw it this time. <laughs> <It's my> graduation. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> Yes rise, so much, the breeder of our kentucky derby winner uh florida bred we're so proud of him uh, we certainly hope that uh, his reign goes on yes. i'm louisa barton for the horse talk show thanks for joining us
2: hi this is hall of fame jockey mike smith we're listening to the horse talk show
1: I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus TV. Thrilled to be here visiting Christy Whitman. Christy Whitman Sales, of course, are responsible uh, for a big part of our Uh, Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit this year excited to see a Florida bred cross the finish line in such an incredible race uh, wire to wire what a tenacious little guy uh, he is and a $1,000 yearling and a $35,000 two-year-old that might sound like a fair sum of money but at OBS in the two-year-old sales anything from half a million to millions uh, is quite acceptable for a horse of this type so 35,000 would be considered a steal especially for a Derby winner. Uh, The lady responsible uh, for taking him from his yearling sale to his two-year-old sale, sitting here with me at a new episode farm in Ocala, the horse capital of the world. Christy, it's lovely to have you with us, and um, congratulations.
3: Thank you, I really appreciate it. It's just been an amazing journey, and really emotional, and it's just uh, so proud uh, you know an accomplishment for for myself and my team and everybody involved and it's it's just been really really great
1: It has to be surreal Let's kind of start at the beginning and, and tell us a little bit about you. How long have you been doing this kind of what got you started? Um, you know mentors and and how long you've been doing this and uh, obviously this is a very successful career for you getting more successful all the time uh, Tell us a little bit about the start of it all
3: Um, Well, I I grew up around horses, Um, you know, I showed horses when I was a little kid, you know, when I was two years old. I had my first little, you know, little tiny Shetland pony, and um, I uh, was barrel racing at five years old, and um, my mom was really instrumental, and, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot, but she always made sure that, uh, you know, I had a pony, I had a horse, and she hauled me all over the place to shows, and um, I went from barrel racing to western pleasure to to jumping to dressage to reining i mean i kind of did a little bit of everything I'd, I'd get some cheap horse and train it um, because i couldn't afford to buy one that was trained and um, i'd train it and get it doing really well in a discipline and then i'd get bored with it and <laughs> and get a new one and kind of start all over again so um yeah i have uh, got a pretty big background in, in showing and um i did a lot of livestock showing as well when i was a kid so um, I grew up in in Gainesville and then we moved to Ocala when I was a junior in high school and um, I never left I love it here Um, so um, when I was fresh out of high school I um, went to college didn't really have a specific direction that I was going in Um, I just knew that uh, you know I needed to get an education and something so um, I uh, started, um, I went in Wesleyan College and then came down here and um, ended up at Santa Fe for a little while and then um, actually started the equine program here at College of Central Florida. I have an unfinished degree in equine physiology, so um, learned a lot of great things in that course. Um, and during that time I had a, an old uh, family friend that was a lot like Gail Rice, just you know, backyard breeder, had like one horse that he raised and he loved and um, He had a hard time getting riders to come out and ride, you know, one horse, so he asked me, he's like, hey, can you come gallop this horse for me? So I said, okay, I don't know how, but I'm sure I can figure it out, so um, I started galloping, um, going and galloping this one horse, and then he had a trainer friend that had one horse, so I would go and gallop these two horses in between my college classes every day, and uh, I was really enjoying it and learned a lot, and then... um, that particular year, um, niall Brennan was, I believe, handling the Franks Farm dispersal. So he had a whole bunch of horses in uh, the April sale, and he put an ad up in the wire to wire looking for riders. And I had been galloping a few months, and I kind of thought I knew what I was doing. So I was like, "Well, I'm going to get a real job." <laughs> so I remember I went to the farm, and it, it was after the hurricanes or something because all the barns were going on generators and everything. And um, I went in there, and I told him, "I said, well." Um, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience galloping, but I have been for a few months and I grew up around horses and, um, and Vance, who was his barn manager at the time, I was probably just looking for warm bodies. So he's like, you're hired, you know, come to OBS at whatever day. So that's kind of what started the journey. And, um, I did that sale for Nile and, um, looking back, I realized how much I did not know what I was doing. Um, I mean, I could ride, but you know, I couldn't, at that point, I didn't even know how to adjust my irons or tighten my girth while I was on the horse, because when you show, you don't do things like that. You know, you do it on the ground before you get on the horse. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of things I learned. Um, But at that particular sale, I remember um, I breezed this filly, and um, we went around the backside, and I wasn't strong enough yet, and I couldn't stop her. And we went around the OBS track twice before I got her pulled up, and I remember I was going back to the barn, and all the riders laughing and giving me a hard time, and I was so embarrassed, I almost quit that day, right then and there, and there was a there was a woman who was riding, and I, I feel so bad I can't remember her names, I'm terrible with names, but she had been riding for some years, and she told me, she said, look, don't pay any attention to them. She said, all these guys out here, she says, they've all been run, run off with, they've all been dropped. She said, "And if they haven't, they haven't been riding long enough. So I, you know, I was like, okay, well, then I can do this. So um, I finished the sale and uh, Niall asked me if I could go to Maryland to the Timonium sale to ride, and I was super excited so I was like yeah of course I mean like I'd never really been outside the state you know never done anything like that so I went and rode that sale, and um, then I came back and did June sale, and then after that Nile uh, you know hired me for a regular rider on the farm and um, that's where I really got my start and I'm really thankful that you know the time that I was there because I learned a lot I actually um, had a part in braking and was kind of a regular rider for E Dubai I got on panty raid a few times you know some really good horses. Um, Nile's always got really nice horses and um, I think that really helped me learn you know what a good horse looks like what a horse good you know good horse feels like you know when you're riding them I mean there's just when you're on them it's an incredible feeling to be on a horse it's just that just has that that thing that separates them so um, I learned a lot there you know rode there for several years and um, you know got on some good horses got on some difficult horses <laughs> so um, you know I, I really uh, attribute what I know as far as thoroughbreds you know to riding uh, for Nile those couple years and um, I kind of wish I'd stayed longer you know I might have learned a little more would like to learn some more from Mike Ryan because man he knows how to pick out a horse but um, anyway after a couple of years I decided I knew everything and <laughs> and um, went out on my own with uh, what was my partner at the time and um, we started from nothing just you know we went to OBS and we bought you know a couple literally thousand dollar horses um, because we didn't have any money and we did everything ourselves and um, you know we didn't have any client horses so you know we were just making money how we could you know galloping here and there you know whatever we could do to, to trade off for stall rent things like that in fact <laughs> the first place we ever had horses at was Rose Creek Farm um, which is on 27 and um, we rented it was more of a pole barn than a barn and we made stalls with whatever we could find on the farm and um uh, it was you know it's just that's what you got to do when you don't have anything and I remember back then we couldn't afford shavings so we uh you know this is Florida the soil's real sandy so we would literally go out and dig a big pit behind the barn and use that uh clean dirt soil to put in the stalls and then we would fill the dirt you uh, know you know the pit back in with the manure and the muck for, that we cleaned out of the stalls so we were constantly digging holes and then filling them back up so um it was uh you know and um the track at the time where we were it was there it wasn't really a track it was just an open field that had you know been plowed up there was no rail nothing and um, we would break the horses train them breeze them there and then take them to OBS straight from that farm and did really well with them and um you know, just over the years started getting a few clients and, you know, a little bit better horses and, um, you know, just kind of uh, stuck with it and worked our way up to to where I am now. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been really an amazing journey, but um, yeah, definitely started out, uh, you know, the hard way.
1: Wow. What a great story. That's, that's actually a much better story than I even even knew I was gonna hear. Yeah, I know a little bit about all you. About
3: that. Yeah, a lot of people they're asking, you know, about where the horse came from. But a lot of people don't really know the true story, you know, behind Whitman Sales. And um, yeah, that's uh, it was definitely, you know, it was a lot of work. And um, you know, I had a, obviously I had a lot of help, you know, people that helped me out. And we did a lot of work. And we started out doing all the work ourselves. And then later it turned into, you know, and you got. 20, 30, 40 horses. You can't get on all of them yourself or clean all the stars yourself. So, you know, we started expanding. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a good From humble beginnings, certainly
1: a lot of hard work, a labor of love, to crossing the finish line in the 147th run of the Kentucky Derby. Wow, it gives me goose pimples. We'll be back with Christy Whitman in just a few minutes with the rest of the story it's going to get even better. Stay with us on The Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton.
2: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to The Horse Talk Show.
1: I'm Louisa Barton with The Horse Talk Show and Equus TV. Here at a new episode farm in Ocala, the horse capital of the world, a chance to sit with Christy Whitman from Christy Whitman Sales. That name is very well known now. Uh, she started the training of the yearling who won the Kentucky Derby this year. We're very excited for her, what an incredible accomplishment, and we were talking a little bit about her beginnings with Niall Brennan, and I, I can't honestly think of anybody better uh, to start with. He's a great horseman, him and his son, absolutely incredible uh, team training here in Ocala. Actually had three of their graduates in the Kentucky Derby, which is um, is quite interesting and a little ironic, since um, he must be very proud of his protege, who. Uh, come along to be incredibly successful herself, like him. So um, I'm sure some of Niall must have rubbed off on Christy to uh, to bring her to this point. So I love the uh, I love the connection there. I think it's phenomenal, Christy. As you've um, you know grown your business, obviously you've got 15 breezing here even this morning. Um, still quite a lot left for this time of the year in the barn. Um, you've you've grown. You've become incredibly successful. Um, seeing Medina Spirit win the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby myself last week was was just amazing. I was so hoping for one of the Ocala connections which was like two thirds of the horses as usual but to actually have a um, a Florida bred also win uh, took me kind of back to thinking about Silver Charm which interestingly enough Medina Spirit came second in the same two races as, uh, as Silver Charm so I think that's kind of neat but as the as you sort of started him as a yearling, start maybe by telling us what drew you to him as as a, as a yearling to purchase him. What you saw, obviously others didn't see um, because a lot of times they're just looking at the page and the pedigree and if they don't see a pedigree they want, sometimes it doesn't matter how good the confirmation or how nice the breeze might be or, or anything else. So tell us first of all what drew you to him and then as you got him to the farm, what what you saw to start with that made you think, hey, this might be a horse that could really do a lot. Maybe you never expected the Derby, but, you know, maybe some stakes races. So tell us a little bit about that.
3: Uh, well, when I go to sales, um, you know, because I'm a smaller person still, and, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, capital to work with to buy, you know, big horses. I've always said, you know, I can pick out a good horse, but I can't ever afford it. So um, over the years, I've kind of just... Um, Really been looking you know for you know these diamond in the rough type of horses horses that maybe everybody else they're overlooking for You know, maybe they're immature or they've got some slight vet issue or they don't have a lot of page But they're a nice individual um, those are the kind of horses I have to try to look for because that's what I can afford to buy um, So uh, I used to go to the barns a lot and make short lists and all this and then I could never get any of those horses bought So I've kind of uh, moved away from that. I mean, I still go and look at specific horses for clients if they ask me to, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, over the years, I just started uh, hanging out in the back ring because I could see every horse that came up. Um, Because what would happen is while I'm in the barns looking at these horses on my short list that I can't afford to buy, I've missed, you know, good opportunities. And you just can't look at every horse in the sale, especially when it's a big sale like Keeneland. You know, there's thousands of horses. So um, I hang out in the back ring and I watch every horse that comes up. And if there's one that catches my eye, Um, I'll check the vet reports and uh, I'll try to get them bought. And if I do, then great. And if not, then just, you know, keep looking. So, um, and the other good thing about doing that is I I see so many horses, you know, especially when I go to the Keeneland sales, you know, it's a huge sale. And over the years, I mean, I've looked at thousands of horses. Um, So it's important to know what a good horse looks like and to know what, a not so good horse looks like and you really kind of establish the difference. You know, you, you see so many horses walk and you see so many different types of confirmation um, that it kind of helps train your eye to know what you're looking for. Um, so I mean I, I like an athletic horse I mean because m- my business primarily is to buy them to resell as two-year-olds um, and I love the two-year-olds for the fact that it gives a chance to see the horse as an athlete, and it gives these horses that maybe don't have a lot of pedigree, that don't catches anybody's eye as a yearling, um, to prove themselves on the track. It gives you some other other mode of um, bringing attention to them to sell them. Um, so. Um, I like athletic horses. Um, I'm real big. They got to have a good top line. They got to have a strong hip because if you don't have those things, you've got a weak horse. You don't have any speed. You don't have, you know, any power or impulsion. So I'm really big about having a well balanced, um, you know, horse with a good hip and a good top line. Um, you know, being correct through the legs, um, I think people are really hard on horses in that part too. I mean, uh, you know, if a horse is a little crooked or a little offset, but he moves through it well, I'm, I'm fine with that, you know, um, I'm okay with that. So, um, same thing, you know, when we go to these sales, these horses are babies, you know, people are really hard on the x-rays and the vetting. And it's like, you know, I've bought a lot of horses over the years with what people would consider to be, you know, issues, problems, you know, sesamoiditis, lucencies, you know, things like that, remodeling. But you understand these are young horses and they're going to outgrow a lot of that and it's never going to bother them, um, you know, as far as their training or their soundness. So I'm not afraid to buy a horse that's got a small issue that I know is something that I can deal with and will probably, you know, be gone by the time I resell them. Um, and I don't have time to vet them because, like I said, I'm um, minutes from the time they walk into the ring. So, um, like I mentioned, I took some classes in uh, equine physiology at uh, College of Central Florida. And I did a lot of studying on the terminology to be able to, you know, read these reports and understand the terminology so that I can make a, 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 a quick, good decision on whether or not um, it's something I can, I can deal with or not. And um, I've been pretty fortunate so far that... Um, I haven't really had any issues as far as you know buying a horse with a problem that really turned into be a problem. Um, so that's um, you know that's kind of my method of buying. But so when this colt walked up, I was you know looking for uh, you know something that I liked that I could afford, and um, I also had my my breeze rider who had asked me um, to help you know help him buy a horse that you know he wanted to. Uh, you know get something that maybe he could pin hook and he didn't have any money but you know he'd work it off or you know in breeze rides or whatever and he's been riding for me for you know five six seven years now um, you know breezing for me at the sales so I was like yeah if I find something I'll you know I'll pick it up so um, I was back there and this colt came up and I was like wow this is a really good looking horse and I looked at his page and I was like wow he has no page and I was like Protonico I don't even know who that is like I had no idea I'd never heard of him and I looked him up on my phone and I was like well he stands in Kentucky so that's probably good right um and he was a first year sire and i like buying first year sires because they're usually well received at the sales so um you know i said he's you know first foal out of the dam and i don't mind buying first foals either um people same thing they want to knock mares for first foals and i think that's ridiculous because any any foal can be a good one um so (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, anyway, he just was really light on page and nobody was looking at him. Um, nobody. I mean, there were you know, there were people looking at this one and the next one, but nobody was even looking at him and I you know, the more I looked at him I was like, I really like him. You know, he was well balanced, he had a good hip, great top line, he was pretty correct, you know, he was just an athletic looking horse. And um I, I was like, He's he's not gonna bring you money. Nobody was looking at him. So, um, you know, he went in the ring and I'm just kinda sitting back watching and um, nobody was bidding on him so i said well here we go and i opened him up at a thousand and and that was it nobody else bid on him (laughs) so um i when i was signing the ticket gail came over and you know she uh she thanked me for um you know for buying the colt and she's like you know i really love him and you know and i said yeah i know just sometimes that's how it goes you know i said i like the colt too i can't believe that's all he brought but um she asked me what i was going to do with him and I told her, I said, well, he'll he'll be back at one of the two-year-old sales, you know, with my. You con- didn't sound to just make sure he wins the Derby, huh? At that point. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So I said he'll he'll be back at one of the two-year-old sales, and um, so you know that uh, that was she left, and that was you know I bought a couple of the horses um, at that same sale, but they didn't turn out nearly as good as him. But um, but yeah. So anyway, I. Um, I called up my breeze rider and I said hey I just bought this colt and I like him and you know he didn't have any pedigree but go look at him I said and if, if you like him you know he's, he's yours you can have him so um he went and looked at him and he said yeah I, I like the colt he's you know he's pretty and so he took the colt and he actually did all the work with him you know broke him and rode him and everything and um you know he he, he turned out to be a really nice horse you know he trained well and um you know when it came time to consign him you know because of his purchase price you can't you know, could get him into any of the earlier sales. So he ended up in what normally is the June sale, but of course got pushed back because of the pandemic into July sale. And um, you know, he took him over there, and and uh, I saw the horse train at OBS. And you know, he was a really really nice mover, pretty colt. And um, you know, in the breeze show, he worked in 33 flat, had a really nice work, and just a beautiful mover. And um, you know, I told him, I said, I told him, I said, if, you, if you're going to sell this horse, you've got to get a good work on him.
1: Hold that thought. Uh, we got the, the wrap up signed. So we've got more from Christy. She's going to tell us the rest of the story. Tune in next week and happy horsing around. Until next time, I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show.